What's going on, everybody? This is Roland Caldwell, the lead pastor of the House Church. I want to welcome you all. Grumlaw, Reza, Miles City. What's going on, family? Uh, it's Sundays. This is the second week uh, in this summer series uh, where we're trying to get our minds back focused on the real reason that uh, in the midst of the summer and everything going on, it seems as though we could be in this daze and uh, be hard to focus on what's going on and what God is trying to do in our life. So we felt uh, that this series uh, will kind of put us all back on one accord, give us back that focus uh, so we can hear and know what God wants to do in our lives in this next season. Last week, Matt, Travis wrecked it. And I don't know why in the world y'all put me after him, uh, but I know there's something that needs to be said. Uh, so listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray uh, and then we're going to move forward with Psalms 30 and 5. Amen. Uh, so let's pray before the sun melts me. Uh, <laughs> let's get in the word. Uh, Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this moment. Now I ask you, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, use this moment uh, to bless those who are listening. Uh, let them receive something from me, from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, there was a, a story about a father and a daughter who uh, was traveling out of town. Uh, and in the midst of traveling, they found themselves in the middle of a storm. Uh, as they were driving in the rain, uh, started pouring and uh, the, the clouds came out. The daughter was driving and she seen people starting to pull over. She saw people coming off on the exits. She looked at her father. Her father said, daughter, just keep on going. The daughter kept on going. She kept driving. It got darker. The rain came down harder. The wind started blowing. She gripped the wheel, wanting to give up, wanting to pull over. But she looked at her father. Her father said, baby, just keep on going. Finally, after the daughter kept driving and it got darker, the rain kept pouring. Finally, uh, a little bit further down, she seen the sun coming out. Finally, eventually, after driving, they came out of the storm. And when they came out the storm, the father told the daughter, he says, listen, pull up to the next exit. When they got to the exit, they both hopped off the car. And the father looked at the daughter and he said, listen, if you would have stopped like everybody else, you still would have been in the storm. If you would have stopped like everybody else, you still would have been in a place you didn't want to be. But because you kept on going, because you kept on driving, eventually the storm stopped and the sun rose again. And that's where I'm going to start this message off today, that whoever I'm talking to, this is not the place to stop. The storm is not the place to give up. But if you keep driving, if you keep holding on, if you make it to the other side, the sun will shine again and joy will come back in your heart. That eventually the rain will cease. The clouds, the darkness will stop because you refuse to give up. You refuse to panic. You refuse to stop when it got hard. You refuse to give up when it got tough. And God sent me a text message this morning to download into your hearts that this is not the place to stop. Come on, type at that bottom. This is not the place to stop. This is not the place to give up. The divorce is not the place to give up. Losing your job is not the place to give up. Getting sick is not the place to give up. Disappointment is not the place to give up. If you stop, listen, you'll stay. But if you keep on going, if you keep on pressing, if you keep on loving, I promise you the sun will Shine again. Listen, I got a password for you. That's right. I came here with a password this morning. If you got more month than money, more problems than you can handle, more situations uh, than you can solve, I got a password for you. You know what it is? It's TTSP. That's right. When you find yourself in tight situations, claim TTSP. 
TTSP. When the doctor gives you a bad result, claim TTSP. When you're struggling in your marriage, in your relationships, as a, as a, as a friend, as a father, as a parent, use this as your password, TTSP. What does that mean? I'm glad you asked. It means this too shall pass. Whatever I'm going through, that's my response this year, that this too shall pass. If I'm sick, TTSP. If I need deliverance, TTSP. Whatever it is, my response to my situation this year is because I trust in God. This too shall pass, right? So this series, Sundays, is a series. It's to shake our, our minds off this, this summer days where we all have been in, where so much is going on around us. It's hard to focus on what God is trying to say to us. When so much is going on in our world, so much is going on in our community, in our cities, and maybe even our own homes. And, and sometimes you feel like, like, what's going on? What in the world can happen next? What else in my life can go wrong and sometimes you find yourself in a daze and our response and our thinking patterns sometimes fall off because our focus is not on who's in control matter of fact some of us struggle before the pandemic we were in a daze before the pandemic ever showed up. We were lost before the pandemic ever showed up. We were in a daze, in a sense of confusion uh, before this showed up. How we thought, how we act had always been disconnected from the standard that God set. So you respond, but because you're in a daze, it's not like God. You respond, but it's not like your savior. You respond, but it's not like a Christian. So we respond in life not out of who God has called us to be, but because we're in these days, we've begun to respond of our, out of our addictions, out of our hurt, out of our trauma, out of our darkness. And we forget while we do offend other people, we also offend God. The scripture today was Psalms 30 and 5. It breaks it down for us. It says, for his anger endures but a moment in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And this is my first point in the midst of this sun beaming on my head, that because we trust in God does not suggest that at times we don't make God angry, that our days causes a dilemma in the purpose of our lives, that when poor thinking and responding places a limitation on our capacity, this is what we call a daze. And many of us can be further in life if we weren't caught up in this. If we weren't caught up in focusing on everything else but what God has in store for us. That what happens is in life when we're in these days, we find ourselves trying to do our own thing. And we find out that what we like to do makes God angry. Listen, we have a habit of making God angry, right? And, and I've come to second, set the record straight. That everything you go through is not because of the devil. Listen, stop blaming the devil for everything you go through. No, sometimes what you go through is self-inflicted because you have a habit of making God angry. You in such a daze that you've missed the mark, you've missed the standard. And the reason why you're going through this storm is because God is trying to get your attention. Listen. While God does get mad, I love what the text tells us. It says that God will get mad, but it's only for a moment. 
that while people will stay mad forever, and I promise you, I, when, I, when, I, when I wrote this down, I thought about five people who just know how to stay angry for so long. I mean, days, weeks, months at a time, and yet the controller or the ruler of all things says, but I'll only stay mad for a moment. Have you ever met somebody that just couldn't let things go? I mean, come on, they, they still complain about what you said in middle school. I mean, y'all got issues about a fight that y'all had in elementary. And as an adult, they still carry this anger because it's hard for people to let things go. But God gives us reinforcement that while people stay mad at what you do, God only stays angry for a moment. Why? Because he loves you in spite of you. The scripture says he gets angry. But it's only for a moment. I mean, people can be mad for a long time. But God says there's a declaration that I won't be mad. Meaning there's nothing you can do that will keep God angry at you. There's, there's nowhere you can go that can make God stay so mad that he will not let you back into his fold. The Bible says, for we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. What does that mean? That means if you breathe, you've made God angry before. If you're still alive, you've made God angry before. But the beauty in the gospel is it only lasts for a moment. This is why we claim God as a good, good father. You know, y'all see he's a good, good father. The only reason you can claim that is because he doesn't stay angry. But in spite of what you do, he's willing to step into your situation. He's willing to love on you and to show you, yeah, you disappointed him. But because he knows who you or he knows that you belong to him, he gives you a second chance. See, David in the text and that's what we talk about in Psalms when we talk about uh, the division, the 30th division of Psalms is written by David. David in the text is explaining to us, get this, the relationship with the father. He wrote this, this particular text to dedicate the house of David back to God. Because David knew everything he had was because of God's grace. Chapter 30 is David reminding the believer that God deserves our praise in every season because while we deserve his anger, we receive his grace. David is praising God because he's walking into a season he did not earn and yet God gave it to him. And that's a word for somebody listening today. You're getting ready to walk into a season where everything you receive, you did not earn, but it was given by the grace of God. You're walking into a season where God is preparing to reveal in public the transformation he made in private. Because even though he was angry for a moment, it didn't last long. And he gave you what you did not earn because he loved you before you gave yourself back to him. Listen, this is your season. And your response should be not to wait until God blesses you to give him praise, but to praise God until the blessing comes. Listen, your response should be give God praise. David says he, he pulled me. If you read the beginning of this chapter, he says, listen, he pulled me out the grave. He pulled me out the pit. He heard my cry, meaning where it should have been a period in your life. God put a comma, meaning when it should have 
ended. God simply put a pause when it should have been over. It wasn't because God was not done yet. Who am I talking to? You're ready to give up. You're ready to turn back. You're ready to stop believing. Listen, God has not put you at a period because it's just a pause because he's not finished with your life. He has places he wants you to go, things he needs you to do, but you have to believe that this is not the place to give up. Get out of that daze and remember that God has something greater for you if you're willing to hold on. It says his anger endures but a moment. But watch what David says. And his favor is for a lifetime. Now, if I was in church, I, I probably flipped all the way back there. Just, just thinking about the idea that God's favor lasts a lifetime. Write this down. Write this down. I have favor every time my feet hit the ground. That every time I take a breath, every time I get up, every time I wake up, it's evidence that God's favor is still on my life. Every time God grants me another day, it's security that God's favor is on my life. David says God's anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. And that should have got someone excited. Whoever's watching me, you probably uh, sitting in some air. So if I can get excited in the sun, then surely you can. And at the end of the day, God's favor is for a lifetime. David says, rather the sun is shining or not, you still have favor. That's what favor is. I said this in my sermon uh, at the house church, that favor is simply God breaking the rules just for me. He's changing the standard just for me. He's changing the culture just for me. I may not deserve it. Oh, but God's grace says that it belongs to me. Favor says the last will be first because why? God has something placed over my life. David says, rather the sun is shining or not, you still have favor. You can walk into any door because you have favor. You don't need a credit score. You got favor. You don't need money. You got favor. You don't need connections. You got favor. You don't need somebody else when you got God on your side. And you don't have to understand as long as you stand under God, that as long as you're connected to God, all things are possible to them that love him. Get this. David says his favor is for a lifetime, that he's willing to break the rules for you, right? What do you mean? Favor will turn seas into highways. Favor will feed you with manna in a desert. Favor will change a lion's mouth into a surta pillow. Favor will change a fiery furnace into a spa of four. Favor will take you from the pit to the palace. Why? Because God's favor is forever. David says his anger is for a moment. Oh, but the good part lasts all your life. Weeping may endure for the night. Wait, stop. David suggests that you can have favor and still endure weeping nights. The scripture is teaching us is you can have favor on one hand and still have nights that are unbearable, that we all have moments where life gets so heavy. We want to cry. Listen, I came to tell you, you don't have to be strong all the time. It's OK to cry. Life will have you break down sometimes. It's, it's okay to let tears out because as long as you remember that it only lasts for a night, David suggests you can have favor and still have weeping nights. Matter of fact, life will cause you to break down, right? But get this, your tears must have an expiration date. 
that after you cry, you have to get back up because daybreak is coming. He says weeping may endure for the night. Stop right there. He didn't say weeping all week. He didn't say weeping all month. He said weeping only endures for the night. David says weeping must have an expiration date because at some point you got to get back up, wipe the tears from your eyes, get back in the face of God and say, Lord, until you bless me, I will not move. Because God loves you or he loves to place expiration dates on those things that hurts those he loves. Your storm has an expiration date. Your, your circumstance has an expiration date. Listen, it's going to only last for a moment. Somebody sitting there saying, you know what? That sounds good. But I've been going this going through this for a long time. It, it sounds right, Pastor. You know, yeah, I can only cry for a night, but you know, in the morning when the sun come up, everything gonna be all right. Listen, the the suggestion what David is trying to teach us is that weeping may endure for the night. Mean there will be moments you will cry, but as long as you hold on, eventually daybreak has to come. So weeping, get this, should be your reaction, but it shouldn't be your final destination. Weeping should be something you do at night. But remember, you have to pray in the morning. This is what I heard. We have to learn to dance in the dark. <laughs> we have to learn to weep and worship. <laughs> we have that in the midst of the midnight hour, we should be weeping, but we also be, should be worshiping that as long as I got breath, I can make it to another day. And when another day comes, God has delivered and supplied me with new mercies and new grace. Matter of fact, we need to learn not to be fearful. If, if we read scripture, <laughs> do not be afraid or be not afraid is quoted in the Bible 365 times. What does that mean? I'm glad you asked again. That means every day that you wake up, God has supplied you with a do not be afraid. That 365 days out the year, God has claimed to you, do not be afraid. He knows where you're or where you are. He knows what you're going through, but he supplied in the scripture that every time your feet hit the ground, there's a reminder to do not be afraid. Why? Because his grace and his mercy shall be there with you always. David says his anger endures for a moment. His favor is life. Weeping may endure for the night. But joy, <laughs> y'all missed it. He, he says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy. Let, let, let's stop at, that, at that, that thought in between. He says, weeping may endure for the night on one hand. But then his response is, but joy. David uses a connecting conjunction between weeping and joy because he's connecting two ideas that contrast. Two ideas that are totally opposite. He says, weeping may endure for the night, but this is the reason why you hold on. Joy comes in the morning. He says, forget about what happened in the night because the but suggests there's a separation between what you went through and where he's taking you. Weeping may endure for the night. He says, but joy, there's a conjunction in between because he's trying to tell you that what you've been through is not greater than where he's trying to take you. He says, weeping may endure for the night. But joy, this is the reason to stay faithful. But this is the reason to stay consistent in church. 
But this is the reason to keep going to church, keep praying, to keep fasting. But because where he could have ended it, he gave a contrast that, yeah, you cried. But if you hold on long enough, joy will come in the morning. See, the reason why you still alive is because God put a butt in there. He, he put a, a conjunction where what you had been through could not compare to where he was taking you. David says weeping may endure for the night. What does that mean? It will happen. The storm will come. The night will fall. But joy comes in the morning. Our confidence is when the sun comes up, our joy comes up. That's what this Sunday is about. That when the sun comes up, our joy come up. That hope is what keeps me through the night. Because I know when the sun rises, God will supply me with the joy that I need to keep on fighting. See, David says joy and not happiness because joy is like a thermostat while happiness is like a thermometer. What you mean? I'm glad you asked for more time. See, 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 joy is like a thermostat and, and, and happiness is like a thermometer. You know, a thermometer, you put it on your wall and, and when it's hot in there, it, it, it rises. And, and when it's cold in the room, it, it goes down. And every time the atmosphere changes, the thermometer changes. But oh, the thermostat is not determined by the atmosphere that it's in, but it changes the atmosphere around it. Meaning when you have joy, it's not predicated on what's going on around you, but it's predicated on predicated on who's inside of you that at the end of the day I don't just have happiness that's determined on if somebody gonna make me smile today but I got a joy on the inside that did Bible says this joy that I have the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away I don't have happiness in the morning I got joy because I know who's in control I got a thermostat joy I walk into work saying you ain't got to smile at me I got a joy that precedes what I see I I go to work saying the same thing. I, I go home to my house with my family. Everywhere I go, I tell people I can smile in the midst of the storm because my happiness is, or I don't have happiness, but I got a joy that's not predicated about my, with my, according to my situation, but it's predicated on what God has already done in my life. I, I don't have a, a, a happiness in the morning, but I got a joy that I can have joy in the morning when the sun comes up because I know who my master is. I know that it's not because of me that I'm here, but I'm here because of his grace. And I got to get out of this days to be reminded that it doesn't matter what I go through. As long as I got breath, I have a reason to give God praise that when the sun comes back up, I have a joy on the inside because God has given me another chance to get things back together. And maybe there's somebody watching saying, you know what, that's exactly where I am in life. I've been in the days, I've been focusing on the wrong things, the wrong places. And I needed to be reminded that at the end of the day, weeping endures for a night, but joy is on its way. And there's somebody saying, well, you know what, I need that kind of joy. Listen, you can only find this kind of joy in Jesus Christ. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Don't hear this message and walk away without having security that joy can come in the morning because you're connected to the source. And if there's somebody here on here saying, you know what, I want to take that next step. I, I want to make that decision in my life. All you have to do is repeat after me. Say, Lord, this day. 
I make you master. This day, I make you Lord. This day, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. God raised him from the dead. And if you repeat it after me, scripture says you now are saved. But there may be others in the, in the crowd that's listening and saying, you know what, I'm already saved, but I need to be reminded that God is still in my corner. Listen, now can I pray for you? Turn to God, our Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for allowing us to come together to hear a word from you. Now I ask you to speak to those who are listening. Remind them wherever they are that you're with them. That there's no sickness you cannot heal, no problem you cannot solve, nothing broken you cannot mend back together. That everything they go through, they can go through with you. And that the favor that you've given them allows them to get through it. That whatever you bring them to, you will take them through. Lord, I ask you to bless those who are hearing this word. Allow it to change their lives. Give them a word. Speak through me. Thank you for this moment. We thank you for all churches that have come together to speak about the Sundays. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you and have a good week.